This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I am your host, Lyle Barrens. Today, I don't even want to say unpack. We're just going to talk about going to Maui during the new normal. Don't want to call it a pandemic, but during the new normal, we're going to get into that. I'll also, because I'm very self-aware, I would like to think about the content I put out. This is a fluff piece. This is, this episode is good because I don't want to waste your time, especially when you become accustomed to a certain type of content, a certain type of conversation for me. This episode is really good if you're thinking about going to Maui or traveling or getting on a plane for five hours anywhere kind of tropical going to an island this episode is good if you got a bunch of kids and can't go nowhere and want to hear about other people's vacations this episode is good if you see people travel somewhere you're like man I'm kind of jealous I hope they vacation wasn't all that and then you kind of want to hear about some shit that was like yeah okay I'm fine saying where the fuck I'm at this episode is great for you but if you kind of don't want a, a, a fluff piece, if you kind of don't want a, a very uh, easy going, like, yeah, then we did this and that's the problem with that, then, you know, this episode isn't for you. I'm going to be honest with you guys because I really, I, I appreciate our report. I'm, I'm not going to bullshit you guys. But with that said, if everything I said seems like something you're into, enjoy the episode and enjoy your week. So Ariel's with me. How's it going? Wonderful. So we just came back from, I don't want to call it a pandemic vacation because that sounds very irresponsible and it sounds like the people that we used to judge. <laughs> I like to call it, as I say, as I say on stage, uh, the rebuild of America era. We vacation. went on our Tail national end. tour to see the rebuilding of America. Right, right. One place. Well, we're just getting started. So we went to Maui. We did. And a, a little, a little quick, quick uh, info is Ariel did not want to go on a on a trip because we did our little as we covered <laughs> uh, one episode, like we did San Diego, L.A., Santa Barbara. Ariel was like, eh, and we went to Lake Tahoe. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> And we both have went to Maui once. Uh, this time that we went was my fourth and her second. But weren't you glad I ultimately convinced you? Yes. I was glad. Well, because I was, like, nervous that it would just be, like, a big fucking waste of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that we wouldn't be able to do anything. We're going to get to that later. <laughs> but yeah. And that it would just kind of be more stressful in the end than fun. But at the end of the day, Maui is still Maui. And you can't really beat it. So for me, I I, I want to get to some of the bad first. Because there was stuff. This was... I wouldn't call this a good trip necessarily. But I mean for like everything that's like going on. That went on in the world in the past year. It was fine. I had fun. 
I know I had a blast, mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, and by the way, this is not a fucking like, oh, Hawaii wasn't perfect. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't, oh, the, oh, the, I wanted pineapple on my ass, but they got the stems. Uh, <laughs> this is not that. This is, uh, this is information. If you do plan to travel to Hawaii or you plan to travel to an island, this is just like, you know, conversation of uh, what to expect. With that said, I think about, because I think about like what I didn't like on a trip like this, you know, to get that out the way, because this, this is a full conversation. I think about what I didn't like on this trip that I, that I enjoyed pre-pandemic. And for me, it's, there were not enough Ubers. We get to the airport. Okay. We get to the airport and we're like, okay, to get from, uh, <coughs> which is like, like South side of the Island where, uh. It's no, it's the middle north. We're in the middle north. We are in the middle north of the island, and we're staying on the west side of the island. And it's like, what was it like, sixty dollars to the to the hotel? Uh, try ninety. It was oh shit, it was ninety. Yeah. And then wait on Uber. I thought it was like oh on, no, you're right. On Uber, it said like sixty five. It was like sixty five on Uber, but it's like for zero cars. Yeah, yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for zero cars. And then uh, Ariel ended up calling up. When the taxi place is trying to like make get a little bargain going, and then oh, they shut my shit down so fucking fast. <laughs> I would call and I was like, "Hey, so um, how much is a taxi from the here to to there? Like that's gonna be eighty nine dollars." I'm like, "Well, I'm looking at the uh, state of Hawaii website, and it tells me the fare taxi price is seventy eight dollars." And they're like, oh, "No, that is wrong." You are, that's wrong. No, no, no. Camp is not right. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, because I was just wondering, because when I look on Uber, it's only 65. And then on the internet, it says 78, but you're telling me it's 89. And they're like, oh, you want Uber? Just go ahead and take Uber, okay? By the way, I just want to say the state of Hawaii website does look like some like 2001 shit. As it should. As it should. Your taxpayer dollars at work. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I don't want them spending a lot of money on their website. <laughs> Y'all still using the MySpace HTML? <laughs> so that was one of those Ubers. And like, they were like, right before we left, we saw it's like, you can rent a car for like $1,200 for like a five week. days yeah. a week. And then that was one. Then on top of that, we saw articles about families renting U-Hauls and all cramming into like a U-Haul just, you know, for a more uh, affordable option uh, compared to a rental. So that, so that's one th thing that obviously I didn't like getting around was just a pain in the ass. Like just going to the beach was like $25 one way. Good restaurants. The food has slipped significantly. The food is, and like, here's the thing with like Maui food. Or like at least food on on Hawaii is I do feel it's like you know like we just kind of want some fresh fish and rice and there was just way too much shit that was just catered to the fucking animals from Colorado and Arizona. There's just way too much like just cheesy pizza with not a lot of sauce. There's just seventeen dollars ceviche in a small ass cup. Oh, now that pissed me off. It was it was a plate full of mostly chips. And like a quarter cup Dried of ceviche, chips. and and they had the nerve to charge us seventeen dollars. Fucking Leilani's. Don't go there. Don't go to Leilani's in uh, Lahaina. 
That was another thing. The enforcement of masks. We're coming fully vaccinated. And, and that didn't fucking matter. And negative COVID tests. What you need to get into the fucking state. Mm-hmm. Or, or, like, you quarantine for 15 days if you have, like, a, you know, if you own property out there or whatever. It's like, oh, you got COVID. But, yeah, just fucking stay in the place that you're staying in, which we don't mind. More money for us. Or if you're already out there, clearly you have some property and fuck it. We'll let you. you well, no, I don't. They wouldn't even let you on the fucking plane if that's the case. I would hope. I don't know. We, we probably should know that. <laughs> yeah, we just followed the rules. You know, we stayed in the lines. You know, we didn't try and, and try and do something funny. <coughs> <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> right. But but with the mask is like, no, no. Even when you check into like the hotel, though, you need to present you need proof of your negative COVID test. And they have uh, uh, which partners at, at like the out the direct flight airports. So then it's all within their system. So I say all that to say, me and Aria at the ho- hotel, we see this little thing, uh, cornhole. We're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's play some cornhole. And then we're outdoors, just us, already playing cornhole. Cornhole, You're automatically six feet apart. And, and then there's just one lady standing on the side, and her job was to enforce, like, no, you need to wear a mask when you play. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm not even doing this bullshit. Then there, there was this path by the hotel. Where, like, you walk up and that, you know. It's, like, right by the beach. It's right by the beach, and it's connected to all the other resorts, and there's, like, this little shopping strip where it's, like, they have, like, Louis Vuitton and food and, like, black food (laughs) and shit like that and stuff where you can get, like, souvenirs and all that. So, walking that strip, and there's some guy from one of the hotels, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. And I'm just showing him my fucking vaccination card. I'm not doing that shit. I didn't deal with a sore arm to deal with this bullshit. And the CDC came out with the, like, guidance while we were there. Like, hey, unvaccinated people do not have to mask outside because it makes no goddamn sense. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and this is, like, very important is in Hawaii, all the hotels are, like, open air. Like, there's no roof when, like. It's you... the atrium, baby. Okay, my bad. Yeah, it's the atrium. <laughs> say, <laughs> say that louder so I hear. Oh, it's the atrium. Okay, it's the atrium. The, the atrium. Okay, so it's the atrium. So. That's the case. And they're still telling us, like, put the shit on in the middle. Like, I understand in the elevator. I understand in their restaurants. Uh, are the restaurants open air or is that an atrium, too? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to bullshit at Swan Court. Anyway, so so that's enforced. And, like, the thing, Hawaii, it's like, it's like dry fucking... It's not dry at all. Don't debate me on this. Just like, come on, come on, come on. Don't debate me on this. But it's hot. It's warm. It's like like warm air. sticky. Sticky, dry, whatever the fuck. The shit's hot. So it's like walking around with a mask is like really a pain in the ass the whole time. I'll do it in the Uber if the driver wants me to. I'll do it in the cab if the driver wants me to. I'll do it inside of establishments. But we're outdoors. The CD just said, you mean to tell me the CDC knows better than the fucking Hyatt? Yes. I mean, that way, I said that wrong. I said that. I was so upset, I got my point wrong. You mean to tell me the Hyatt knows better than the CDC? You know, and I'm, I, and I mean, Ariel's way more of a CDC coon than I am. But I'm just saying, like, when it's to my benefit, I'll fucking ride with the science. <laughs> and then the last thing that I just didn't feel good about was, like, you, you feel very, I feel very ripped off a lot this trip 
Because there yeah. is this thing when you do travel to a screensaver destination. You travel to a place, nice beach, nice mountains, all that shit. There's this thing where it's like you know you're going to be paying for shit that is not worth the price. The only thing that you're not overpaying for is the beach and opening your eyes. Everything else, food, beverage, a ride somewhere, uh, <coughs> a, a zip line, a whack-ass snorkeling, all that shit, overpriced. Right. And it's like, it's a social contract. All right, I know it's overpriced, but where else? In, it's like really only a few really nice tropical places in the world a motherfucker can get to, depending on where they are. It's like Hawaii if you're on the West Coast. It's the Caribbean if you're on the East Coast or the South. And then it's fucking Maldives if you're in Europe or Asia. It's not that many places where you can really get some fly tropical shit. So, cool. I accept those prices. But for all the other shit involved, like, all right, wait, the food's terrible. Oh, wait, it's like $80, $90. It's like $100 to get to one side of the island to go to this restaurant that's been consistent. And then they fucking fell off. And not to mention, you have to, like, plan everything to a T. Like, yes. we got very good at it. We got very solid at, like, okay, here's the plan for the day. We will call down to the valet. We will order the taxi for this time. We'll be down there on time. I will be down there on time. Lyle will, I will hold on to the car. Lyle will meet us there because, you know, he's got some things to do. I don't like to rush. <laughs> okay, when Ario said I got some things to do, meaning I want to finish drinking my fucking drink and pour another. That's really what it was. Yeah. And like and, I and didn't. I, and I like to get in the ride. Ario likes to get in the ride. But for me, it's like I really like to take my time on vacation. And I really resented the idea of just like, oh, they're here. It's like, well, you these niggas take like a million years to get there. And then I got to like rush my ass down when they're fucking late. Like, no, fuck that. Wait, nigga. I mean, I'm not going to say I mean, that. I they'll leave. <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say... Oh, thanks for waiting. But you know, like, you know, fuck you too. <laughs> yeah, so there's all that going down. And then like you just gotta like fingers because we ended up getting to a very nice beach that was more like a local beach that was recommended to us by a local. And it was a lot of fun, but it meant that, okay, so now we're like off the tourist beaten track where there are definitely cabs. Like, there definitely aren't cabs just hanging around this beach. You know, there definitely aren't Ubers just hanging around this beach. Um, so it's, like, very difficult to um, be confident that you'll be able to actually get back in time. So, like, having, for example, dinner reservations, it can be really challenging because it's, like, you just are, like, okay, well, I better leave, like, a 45-minute buffer just in case, like, Johnny Coconuts wants to take his time. Right. <laughs> well this trip i tried to one thing that i because like the getting ripped off can like really kind of fuck with you mentally you know because like when money is involved you're like it, you're like okay i i'm starting i'm starting to get over the fucking jurassic park looking mountains and the nice looking beaches real quick i'm starting to get over the screensaver aspect and for me, I had to put myself in the space w where I'm like, okay, Lyle, what brought you back here? Why are you here a fourth time? And for me, 
it was just like, okay, it's nice scenery, weather, warm, clear, warm, clear waters. And I really do like resorts in Hawaii. And I really like the fact that the resorts like curated paradise. I do like a good cure. It's like, it's like Disneyland. It's like adult Disneyland. Yeah. Interesting. Like the Grand Wailea, like that shit looks like a Rick Ross song come to life. Oh, the Grand Wailea is really nice. The Grand Wailea, the Fairmont, and the Andaz. The Andaz feels like a, a... Okay, the Andaz feels like a Drake song when Rick Ross is the feature. And the Grand Wailea just fucking feels like a soulful Rick Ross song. With maybe Hove or, or Drake as a feature. It's like over the top beautiful. And... For me, like, like that's like why it came back, and I like had to focus on that. But I'm like, okay, so outside of like the nice resorts that just like fucking look beautiful and feel awesome to walk through, outside of the the awesome grotto, those at our hotel, those really, those was really fun to swim through, and the nice weather, and nice scenery. I'm like, okay, that's kind of it. But then I like, tell me, do you think like all the bullshit that we dealt with was worth it for that? Absolutely, absolutely. Just let me tell you, the feeling of diving into that pool and just feeling the water around you, I hadn't been in a pool since like well before the pandemic because the pandemic started in, you know, whatever, February, March. March. Obviously, I'm not going swimming anywhere in February, January, December, yada, yada. So I probably hadn't been in water like that in like two years, you know, like really nice water. We we went swimming in San Diego, but it was we like had one good fucking freezing. We had one good day out there. <laughs> yeah, so it, like Beach-wise. just like the feeling of being able to do that, like I'm still thinking about it. Like it's just felt so nice and freeing. So yeah, I still say it was worth it, and we did fall into our groove by like day three, I think. I think, and we did not skip one water day. Not at all. You know, and and that was really important for getting over the fact that somebody's hands is always in your pockets every second. <laughs> Might as well make the most of it. Might as well make the most of it. Um, but I mean, that goes back to my thing is it's kind of like because like you do kind of start to resent these island niggas for like the way they the fucking price gouging they do. But at the same time, like I said earlier, it's like, OK, yeah, it's like it's Hawaii. Are you really trying to go to Tahiti? Are you really trying to go to like friend? I mean, like if you got a bunch of fucking money and like you just work like crazy and you just really want to zone out, yeah, go to like micro, go to one of the places that the niggas that inhabited Hawaii uh, migrated from on the canoes. Do that, but you still kind of want a little bit of this. You want a little bit of that, and I'm saying it's like it's like Hawaii, it's the Caribbean, I guess Miami, but not really. I mean, maybe for the clear waters, but. For the clear warm water, but you're still getting like a bunch of like you know, dumb shit that you get like in a that isn't like paradise. It's not that many places you can really get that. So yeah, yeah, Galveston, Texas is not going to give you. <laughs> it might be water and sand, but it's not a beach. Let's talk about Maui food for a second, and not just Maui food, but food this trip. Our friend Ted was on the. He was, he was like a comic promoter that had me out a, a, a few times, and and which is like what led me to Maui originally. And then I like felt fell in love with the island and the the culture and the 
the, the community. He agreed food has slipped. Restaurants have really, really slipped. Like in our area, in Oakland Bay Area, some of them slipped because they did have like the, the beeline cook, like like the line cooks as the head chefs. And the owners were like, fuck it, I'm not fucking cooking. I'm collecting unemployment, spending time with my family. I need this, whatever the fuck the cooks were doing. And then eventually it got up and restaurants went up and down and some some stayed consistent. But a lot of places really just fell off. The biggest disappointment, I would say, was upon our landing. So, like, the first time we went to Maui. And we'll say the names of the places for what these niggas charge and just the fact that it's like, yeah, come on, I'm not hurting their business. Yeah, they still have a sign out front that said voted best happy hour. You know what I mean? Tourists are still going to go there. So, this place called Threes used to be amazing. And part of what made it amazing was their breakfast. Threes Bar and Grill in Kihei. And it had... uh, Look, macnut pancakes with coconut syrup. Yeah, coconut syrup is one option, and they got another like regular syrup. I think it's oh, lily koi butter. Yeah, lily koi butter. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Amazing lily koi butter. You know what's funny for I'm me? I'm so upset. Tell me if you feel this because Ario, like we went there at like at 11 a.m. and they're like, yeah, we don't do breakfast anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? It's 11 a.m. No, no, no. We landed planning to go there for breakfast. And then learn they were closed. That's right. That's right. That's that right. was, I felt like it was the worst feeling of all the trip. I would say that was the worst feeling. And then. Um, we ate there and they really fell off. Because, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, like the, the food's not available. The breakfast, and they, they, they had an amazing breakfast. I got the island jambalaya, which isn't real jambalaya. But I'm like, all right, this is some flavorful, like, rice and protein, which is like. Hawaiian food. A lot worse than before. And there's so many things missing. I got the fish sandwich. It's like coconut crusted fish, like fried fish with like some weird like jelly, I want to say. Look. Mango chutney. Mango chutney that soaked through the bottom of the bread. It was like a really sticky experience. It was. And this in threes was was like a really good. I actually like performed there. So it also served as like a performance venue there um and, and i don't want to just turn this into like shitting on threes because that's that's not compelling content but what i will say though is threes and a lot of other places like let me just say guy i kind of understand why anthony bourdain hates guy fieri because <laughs> it's like all these places don't like guy guy fieri was here just like yeah i think guy fieri just likes a reason for like the food network to pay for him to be on Maui <laughs> <laughs> like he'll for, like just, three weeks out the year, you know? He'll eat that hot dog dipped in batter, fried, coated with cheese sauce, dunked in chili in a taco. Right. You know, like that's where he's at culinarily. And I can understand why, why a guy like Bourdain would just be like, ah, fuck Guy Fieri. It's like, then, because then you go in these places and they're like, Guy Fieri was here. And they're acting like it's a fucking Michelin star. <laughs> like, this show is called Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Okay? The Dives. Threes is none of the three. It's just a place. And he felt like going there and it's a tourist trap now. Yeah, and it used to feel like, kind of like, oh, this is Hawaii. Yeah. But even outside of threes, like there's a lot of places like down the hatch. They gave us like mushy fried oh. rice. There was um like Leilani's, like we mentioned earlier. 
super expensive basic ceviche. Like I could have gotten like better ceviche and like a, a fucking taco truck on a good day. You know what I'm saying? Like they were just, it was really disappointing. And, and I want to talk about the Maui food because Ariel's with somebody that is, I'm not a picky eater. I would not describe me as a picky eater. I would not either. I am not one of those people that goes to a restaurant and wants them to like customize the menu for their taste. I'm one of those people where I'm like, whatever the ingredients are, whatever's on your menu, cool. I'm the type of person that's like, yeah, you fuck these mushrooms up. They still got too much water in them. And now I got this fucking droopy dish because you didn't cook the mushrooms right. So for somebody that is like me, that doesn't, that I just like good shit. And I feel like Hawaii isn't like, Hawaii is like known for like having like unique food choices, but I wouldn't say they're really a culinary destination. What would you say for somebody that is that's just like, oh, I just want to enjoy the outdoors and have a good time. And then somebody that's like me where it's like, yeah, I, I enjoy the water and the scenery and all that shit, <clears throat> but don't fuck up my lunch and you can fuck up my breakfast, but don't fuck up my lunch and definitely don't fuck up my dinner. What would you say for somebody traveling with somebody like that? Um, I would say... To Maui now. I would say the ahi is good everywhere. Don't bother with the sunset view ones because you're getting fucked over. <laughs> I love it. Um, Like local Hawaiians will... So we hear they just like, like to grab food from like a, a food truck or like a liquor store that has pokey at it and take it to the beach and go fishing. So there's no reason why you should be spending top dollar on Hawaiian food that's not prepared in the exact same way. Um, you're getting ripped off. And I would say like L&L is your friend. L&L is a chain. L&L is amazing. L&L is an amazing chain. On Hawaii. On Hawaii, but they also have locations in California. And if you've been to only a California location and you've been like, this is like, a sticky mess um just try it in hawaii because it's really really good really consistent um and you know they have actual hawaiians there so they can't be like fucking up their kalua pork you know and let me give context for like ellen ellen on the mainland is like it's below panda express and it's like a step above like some a few steps above like some hood chinese food L&L in Hawaii, fucking above Panda Express. Incredible. So that's like a really good staple to have. We had it twice because it's it's easy. It's on DoorDash, unlike Cheap. literally everything else. Cheap. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Get the Kahlua pork and cabbage. It was fantastic. Um, and I also really liked the garlic shrimp there. But yeah, so that's what I'd say for someone who's with someone picky, but like, or high standards, like myself. Sorry, high standards. When you're talking about someone with high standards, like Lyle, it's not... Sometimes it might feel like, oh, we got to go all the way over here to make sure that he's not having a bad day. And we got to recognize... <laughs> <laughs> we got to recognize is like, it's it's not that complicated. Find what works. And if LNL is good the first night, don't be afraid to have it again. Okay? We're, he still wants to go places. He's still a little dolphin. He wants to swim in the ocean. <laughs> With all his friends. So, other dolphins. And so, so yeah, that's what I would say just for, like, convenience sake. And then the other thing is, I know you're going to mention this restaurant, but there is this fantastic restaurant called Sali Pepe. 
And the thing about Sally Pepe is that. Well, I don't need to mention it now that you're setting it up. <laughs> okay. That's true. But this is my answer to your question about what to do with someone yeah, yeah, who has yeah, high standards. You. Don't be afraid to try cuisine that is not typically Hawaiian, with the exception of Mexican. Don't bother. But if, if you're in California, in I'm talking about in Hawaii. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean like if, if like if you're not in California, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like if you're not from California, you might want to try Mexican. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but basically. We ended up going to this Italian restaurant. Nobody goes to Hawaii for the, the pasta. You know what I mean? But it's really intriguing that they would create this restaurant. And I'm going to let Lyle take it from here. So there is this. It's, it's called Sale Pepe. And it is this black woman from Brooklyn. And this Italian man from South Italy. They own this restaurant. We came after getting disappointed consistently. Had this amazing Saffron rigatoni with speck mushroom. Light cream sauce. Light cream sauce. Uh, Ariel said it was like adult mac and cheese. And I had braised Arkansas rabbit. Rabbit that had been braised for like four hours. Old school Italian cooking too. You tasted the nutmeg. Light red sauce. Um, and it was organic rabbit. Organic rabbit. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then we, and then another day I did a, uh, Squid ink bucatini with a spicy Calabrian salami paste, tomato paste, and Washington clams. You know, and that was great. Like, so much of the, the their ingredients were imported from other areas. So it's like, we're having Washington clams. We're having Arkansas rabbit. And they're not doing some shit like, let's find a way. I mean, they did do, like, a little Opa seafood thing, which, I mean, like, especially with, like, South Italy, they're going to incorporate seafood. But <clears throat> excuse me, but but it was fucking great. It's like they're not just being like, well, we're just gonna kind of fucking rely on like the the waters nearby, right? Like their carbon footprint is insane, but they're also <laughs> <laughs> they're importing flour from Italy to make the pasta fresh, which is very appreciated. So they got these fresh ingredients there, and I mean that's the thing. Also, is it's like. <laughs> I don't want to sound like because I realize like we're, we're critiquing like a Hawaiian vacation <laughs> that we took after a bunch of motherfuckers died <laughs> from a virus <laughs> that I'm starting to more and more believe came out of a lab. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for your YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's for where I'm like, nigga Alex Jones. Yeah, let me tell you, these niggas, they come in with the lab shit, niggas. Wouldn't like a nigga Alex Jones be great? Anyways, so, so I don't want to, but it's like, you know, like it, Italian food. It's like, you know, like you're having pasta, pizza, bread. It's like, you, you don't really want that on an island. You like, you want like seafood and, you know, maybe like for the more active days, like a little, a little curry here, a little noodle dish here but for the most part you do want stuff that you know like beer like and you you guys know me i'm mr wine man but you want to drink beer uh i don't want to say shots but like you know just out liquor neat and my ties and shit in that warm weather but god did that shit fucking taste good there 
I was like, you know what? Even though this doesn't like necessarily match the weather, this is so much better than everything's here. And it's like the food was so good. I'm like, you know, fuck the weather. Fuck the climate. This is just good. You know, Lyle is such a sophisticated e eater slash damn foodie that <laughs> he went to Maui and introduced the local to a new date night spot that exceeded anything in the entire area that he had tried before. That is who Lyle Barron's is at heart. He will come to your town and show you where the best food is. That is a good analogy for like, yeah, like the things that I value and like what I'll find when I'm like in a place that you've been, that somebody could be living for like 15 years. And I'm like, no, you've been doing it wrong. <laughs> even like a, even a fucking rock in the middle of the ocean. No, but that that place is great. Sally Pepe, shout out to them. Wonderful, wonderful people. I got a t-shirt from them. You did. I'm not really like get a t-shirt from a place kind of girl, but I just really liked it. No, I feel like they saved our trip. It did have great vibes. I liked the message on the shirt. Said this too shall pasta. Because <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna be honest. This is why they saved our trip, because obviously the beach is great and all that stuff. And I know so many could be listening to this like, oh, really? A fucking Italian restaurant saved the Hawaiian vacation? Just get over yourself and your taste buds, Lyle. Like, I know somebody's listening to that <laughs> thinking that, and like, fuck you, like, you don't have taste. And maybe you're a little right. But... <laughs> But the thing is, though, it's like a certain thing. It's like, okay, like on vacation, it's like not everything needs to be, you know, like a like a the uh, Michelin star shit. But it's like at the same time, like I did get in a little fucking box to pay these overpriced rates for like everything, and then even more than I expected. I don't want to have food out of a styrofoam box every night. <laughs> I don't want to pay for an $18 resort burger every night at the place we were staying at the, um, the Hyatt. Hyatt in Lahaina fried rice was $24. And that was like the cheapest thing at the Japanese restaurant. Um, and then they had a steakhouse with some bullshit that you could just imagine. A rainbow roll was $24. Bullshit. Bullshit. They, they actually have really good sushi at Safeway. In Hawaii, by the way, if you guys go, like, if you guys just want, like, really solid sushi. That's what I'm saying. You got to go to, like, grocery stores to get good food. You don't, don't bother with, like, restaurants. Don't be hung up on restaurants if you're talking about, like, good food. Like, the ahi uh, shoyu and the ahi ninja at uh, Tamara's, which is, granted, a bougie wine, sh wine slash liquor shop. <coughs> um, still... It's just a liquor shop, and they have a bunch of pokey. You can still spend a lot of money on it. It's still really good, but it's just from a liquor shop. What are reasons you would tell somebody not to travel to Maui right now? Because, <laughs> you know, like, I think about myself, and I was just, if I was just like... If you're broke. <laughs> obvious, obviously, if you're broke. If you broke, like, I, you should have turned this shit off, like... 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> listen, like, oh, some episode. Listen to me talk about bitches and white people. <laughs> but right here, though, uh, right here is what are, like, let's say, because I think about myself, if I just had, like, maybe, like, three more exquisite travel experiences, I was three steps ahead of where I want to be in my career, had more money, 
I'd probably be pissed off about this trip. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be real. Like, I mean, because, like, the more money and success I get, like, I'm going to get worse in certain areas. And this is going to be one of them. <laughs> I know myself well. What are reasons you would tell somebody not to go? Like, the reasons I would tell somebody not to go to Maui now is if you just really can't take the mask shit. Hmm. Because for me, it was just like, it was like this shit. And I have a beard, too. So it, it, it was like, this is genuinely, this is really getting hot. This is really, you know, you guys are really being a pain in the ass about having the shit on or off at the hotel. Let me do my thing. Food fucking sucks. Like, so it's like, if food is really important to you, I gotta say, like, if you're one of these people where, like, you're, like, uh, New Orleans, Napa, Sonoma, wine country, or just go to some place like Chicago where, obviously, you have, you're always gonna have good restaurants, and, like, you can really get in a bad... Because I know people that can, like, get in a way worse mood than me over, like, some bad restaurants. I would say don't go. For me, I would say if you're one of the types of people who, like, you want to do the road to Hana. You want to go to the Haleakala, <coughs> top of Haleakala, watch the sunrise. You want to go for a hike. You're going to spend a lot of fucking money on it because <laughs> you're either like paying out the butt for a rental car that doesn't really exist. You have to book that like two months in advance. Right. Or you are getting some sort of taxi to these places that are extremely far away. And it's already expensive to do that. You're So then you're talking about maybe paying for a tour. But then it's like, oh, we can't really, since we have to limit people, it's going to be $7,500 for the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all the greatness of being out in nature, it's like cheapened by the fact that you have to like, oh, so this tree cost me $7,500 now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like I would feel really pissed off about that. So I would say, if you know, it is a good time to go if you are the kind of person who really likes riding a bicycle um around a town good place to be so one thing with me with hawaii is i've always liked let me not even say hawaii maui maui has always been easy compared to going to some shit like the caribbean or another continent or even like you know uh you know Brazil or some shit like that. Now, I'm like, I feel like going to some shit like Denver and New Orleans would be easier. Because like with Hawaii, as, as you were saying earlier, I'm pretty sure, how, how it's almost kind of like their own country and how strict they are with customs. And there is a certain thing where it's like, God, like, a nigga can't even bring jam back. Like, you, you bring like an orange to the airport and they freak out. Like, did you feel did did you feel like this kind of like you you guys you, your hands are in my pockets and you're you're restricting what I can bring back and it's really fucking because I did feel that like I really was pissed off I couldn't bring back some Lilacoy jam. Okay, I think first of all, if we bought it earlier and put it in the check bag, we could have brought it, but. But it's like, I don't want to think like that. You know what I mean? For like having not to fucking get a passport. You know what but I mean? But I thought, okay, we can talk about it later. But I think like about the rules. That's what you're asking about is like the rules, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's like, okay, just even you saying like, we'll talk. And, and Ariel's right to say we'll talk about it later so we keep this at compelling content. But I'm just saying it's like, 
just the fact though that it's like, oh yeah, then you check this later, but then you got to put it in this time. It's like I didn't, I could just like throw in a bottle of rum and I could throw in plantains in a beef patty in fucking Jamaica, you know? <laughs> we still have to check it. Sure, sure, yeah. but it's like it's not like a thing like, oh no, you can't put it in. You need to do it like this. No, uh-huh. that can't be in a carry on. You know what I'm saying? I brought Cuban cigars. <laughs> Gave them to my niggas. I was a boss back then. It was great. I still am, but just without Cuban cigars. But <laughs> like we don't have like you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, it feels like somebody's parent, like somebody's like auntie or uncle is just watching the whole fucking time. It's like the same reason why I don't like Airbnbs because it feels like checking in with somebody's parent, and that's how it feels. Where it's like you know you can't you can't bring that dragon fruit because then uh, an animal might die. Like <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I definitely have a lot different perspective. First of all, I don't think it bothers me. I actually kind of admire it that they're like very protective of their land and like recognize that there's no tourism in Hawaii, this big industry without like preservation of their and conservation of the land and water. So I actually think it's kind of cool that they're like so in touch with like like their environment in a way that we aren't really. This is how I could tell you grew up in the Bay Area and I didn't. Because <laughs> I was like, let me bring the shit back. And you're like, no, that's cool. And I'm like, like, I'm not taking your soil, goddammit. I just want to fucking eat. I just want better toast. <laughs> I know one listener who will agree with me. <laughs> Shout out to Hunter. <laughs> Shout out Hunter. Um, but then, like, for example, when you're in uh, you're in the airport, you're walking out. And this isn't even, like, a rule. This is just, like, a sign. And they're basically saying, like, don't be a fucking idiot in the ocean because you can get in a riptide and die. But what the sign says that. is respect our ocean. And it's not like respect. They're not talking about polluting. They're talking about, like, don't think that you're, like, this, like, more powerful than this ocean. I thought that was kind of cool. I 100% agree with that. As somebody that's got on this platform and just fucking shitted on gentrifiers a lot, I 100% am with all that shit. My thing is, <clears throat> you know what it took for me to get here. Mm-hmm. I'm not even getting like, yeah, I'm a kid from ghetto. I had to like be really fucking funny, figure out how to produce shows, get this money right, and do all this shit so I can fucking go on a vacation and also, you know, find a white girl that loves me and has money. But like <laughs> 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 But outside of that though, it's like okay, like I'm sitting in this little fucking box, like you're overcharging me for everything, like just getting around as a bitch and all this. Let me just take some shit back with freedom. So that's not the hill I would die on, however. As you know, I'm a CDC. Coon. Coon. And the fact that they are being strict about wearing masks outdoors when everyone had to get a negative code to test to be there, like 50% of people are vaccinated. I'm dying on two hills, nigga. <laughs> You're going to march on one, die, and then march the next one. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> So, like, that to me, like, made me very fucking upset. The cornhole thing made me very upset. Just, like, this doesn't make any damn sense. And then we're in the pool, splish splashing around, coughing all we want with our faces near anyone's. 
in the swim up bar. Yeah. Which Explain is to me the logic. There's no logic. It's just a performance. <laughs> Let's not be performative because then it just cheapens everything else. Well, I mean, and that's the whole reason I wanted to make this podcast <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, okay, you have that, and then I can't bring shit back. And I feel like pe- the people need to know. The people need to know that. I got to ask you, because what another reason we did this uh, trip is because Ariel still has not renewed her passport. And <laughs> I didn't say nothing about your license. Uh, <laughs> Ariel has not renewed her passport. And I'm just curious. Let's say we could redo this. I don't want to say, yeah, let's say we could redo this trip and spend the exact amount of money, just baseline. Like, let's just talk flights, hotel, you know, getting to and from key places. And then maybe a little less on food and getting around. Would you trade this trip for Mexico, Miami, Aruba, or the Bahamas? And this is, and this is like a pandemic era would you trade this trip right it would be very unfair to compare to non-pandemic era so i appreciate this pandemic era yeah no okay <laughs> you you wouldn't want to do like the resort in like tulum or, or fucking um i don't Can- think that it's going to be any better there and talk about hands in your pockets no i i, you know? I, I agree I, I, I gotta ask the question i agree but i gotta ask so for me, when I travel, I like to decompress. I like warm, clear water, a great restaurant, stay at a luxurious place that inspires me, like the Grand Wildlife, like some shit that feels like music I listen to. Like, oh, this feels like hard piano with Pusha T and Rick Ross. Yes, this feels right. This feels like um that um one dance, Drake joint. That that's what the Grand Wildlife also feels like. Is that I need a one dance. Yeah, I need a one Yeah. Oh my god, I feel that when I walk through that motherfucker. And that's it. That's that. That's what I need. Like, cause I'm, <clears throat> I'm on the grind. I'm like constantly working, have new headaches, dealing with a bunch of different personalities. That's why I like to kind of more kick it like one on one or just with a few people, because I'm often in a room with a bunch of different personalities at the same time for work. So for me, when I like when I like get on the fucking plane for a few hours and go somewhere, I really like to chill. And I know Ariel is more into doing. She appreciates that, but I know Ariel's more into some shit like, you know, getting into like three vans and then ride a donkey to see a view for thirty minutes and then go back. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a reset guy. But this trip, we both needed a reset. This is one of the few times where we were both kind of like, yeah, we're on the same page for like everything we we kind of set out to do. Is that fair to say? No. I would not do three vans, a donkey for... They're just jokes. It's just for compelling content. I'm not being literal. Well, I need to explain myself. Okay. <laughs> okay. They need to understand me. Um... <laughs> I would do all of that for a natural spring, natural hot spring that you could swim in nude for a few hours. That sounds like a lot of fun with a good view. Hell yeah. I'm riding two donkeys to get there. (laughs) Sure. The listeners will like imagining that. I know I do. (laughs) 
Well, another thing I feel like people need to know is that I feel like people need to know about the culture before coming here, especially in pandemic times where everybody's like confrontational levels are a lot more uh, closer closer to the forefront. In Hawaii, there's like a kind of like naturally strict thing with it, like how we, we were talking about the cornhole or just walking on the path and like mask were, <coughs> excuse me, being enforced. Because Hawaii is a melting pot of Asians and regular ass white people, basic ass white people. And it's brown people that are heavily influenced by Christianity. It's passive aggressive Japanese cu- culture. It's fucking testosterone Polynesian culture. It's tone deaf all fucking around. So sometimes shit can get like a little, you know. Some tiffs can happen. Not that it, not that I got into anything. I'm like, they show me love out there. But it's like, so how anal they were with masks, like on the path, and how they are with the fucking oranges on the plane, how they were at Tamora's with adding rice to our poke bowl. What do you think people need to know about the local culture? Um, I would say, like, you can't, okay. I'm going to speak to the white people here because I think it is different. Um, and I'll speak to black people after you do that. Well, you should first speak to caramel people one-on-one <laughs> and then speak to black people because I know it's different. <laughs> hey, 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 handle your white shit, nigga. I got it. I got it from here. <laughs> okay. You got to know that like it's going to take like at least uh, 15 minutes of very polite, inquisitive conversation <clears throat> for them to like decide that like you're, you're, you're worth like any brain space at all. And this is as a white person. As a white person, okay. yeah. And it I would say no one really cares about your stories from home, but asking questions is a good way in. And this is like if you just care to know more about the local culture. If you don't really give a shit, then like I mean go ahead and be an asshole, like whatever. But like or just go ahead and don't try. You don't have to try. Just because you're on vacation doesn't mean you need to like make friends with the drivers. Like that's just guarantee. Which is how I feel. I'm not saying make friends with the drivers, but it's more like, okay, if you're if there's stuff you want to know about a place that isn't going to be on Yelp with 4,000 reviews, then you're basically going to have to talk to the people who live there, and usually you interact with them when they're, like, driving you somewhere, serving you at a restaurant. That's just kind of, like, the nature of the hospitality industry. Right. So I would say, yeah, you know, be pleasant, be respectful, ask interesting questions and don't ask questions that make you look fucking stupid. All right. So let me talk to the black folk and maybe the white folk too. And uh, Latinos are are a lot more versatile. So they'll they'll figure it out anywhere. I mean, Latinos live in Fresno and look happy. So, you know, they got this shit. So for Hawaii, I think the important thing that a lot of people need to know, especially if you are coming from a certain sort of, urban inner city energy like myself if you're coming from that culture is so i first came to maui through like a gig through a comic and he was just like he basically was booking he was booking comics there that he like half thought were funny and he half thought could like do something for him so anyways i'm over there and the, uh, the one guy ted who wasn't the one who booked me the first time but ted 
was basically saying, like, yeah, like, a lot of mainland comics come out here, and, you know, they're, like, fucking assholes, and then, like, I'd see the comics that we meant, and I'm like, oh, you mean the nigga that gets up at the haha every Saturday? <laughs> and he was saying, like, how, that like, they'd be dicks, and they'd have egos and all this stuff, and he was saying, like, how I'm really cool and all that, and it is true, there is a certain type of bitch-ass LA comic that is very, like, just, uh, fuck them. That is kind of like those fucking, um, those like annoying tourists we'd see. That's like, there are LA comics like that a, a lot of times. Then after time, though, after dealing with some of the comics on there and their personalities and some of the things that they asked me, I'm like, oh, I kind of get why they were assholes to you. Yeah, I kind of get it because y'all kind of just be kind of saying anything and moving at your own pace. And one thing I would say is, Maui is filled with white locals that have never been called out on their bullshit. And I get it from a local perspective. You have people that are guests. <clears throat> when you're from here, you've been living there. You have so many people that like move there and contribute nothing and bounce. So I like I I, I get like how tension and all that could, could arise, but. What I'm saying, what people have to ha have to understand when they come here is that there already is like a certain kind of like offbeat to the culture. Oh, Ariel just motioned for me like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> no, I'm like, okay, hopscotch, Ariel. But Ariel's like, no, you said you're gonna explain it for the niggas, so do it. Uh, <laughs> That was not my impression. She said that. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you got to know when you can and can't contribute. Facts. So, no. So, so with that being said is, which leads me to my next point, is like, Maui has a lot of fucking old white dudes. Maui just has like a lot of boomers with millennial jobs. So you do have like a lot of really fucking crass white guys. Just like that are fucking bartenders and or drivers and fucking weirdos, fucking pay, you know. Like I remember me and Aria at Leilani's with the fucking overpriced uh, ceviche. This one dude, he was like, like they were talking about, yeah, I'm not gonna cancel Pepe Le Pew. It was like, like just a real like basic boomer bitch conversation. And then, like, <laughs> and then, like, one lady was like, "So, what does he do?" And he was like, "I don't know. Hopefully, girls." <laughs> like, my man, you hear me say that shit in public in 2021? But there's like, there's that certain sort of like, oh, we just do what we want, and yeah, we'll say some fucked up shit, or like, like we was at tomorrow's and we was uh, the fine wine and, and poke spot, <clears throat> and we we're trying to sample a bunch of different fish. And I'm like, let me get rice on the side, and instead of just saying, "Oh yeah, we can't do that." This nigga was yelling at me. He was saying, read the sign. And it's like, you speak fucked up English. And like, I, I accept it. It's like, okay, I'm a guest in your place. But also, you're talking to me like I'm like a nigga that won't sm smack the shit out of you. You know? Not that I'm trying to bring street shit to Hawaii. I'm just saying, nigga, you lucky I know where the fuck I'm at, boy. Now, Lyle, I have a question for you. Please. Did you make something of the fact that the day before this guy yelled at you, there was a young guy working, and he gave us rice on the side. Of course I did. And what, what did you make of that? 
Well, I made of that um, kind of what I said earlier, where because I really look deep into like culture places I go. And by the way, I could be getting this all wrong and I'd be coming off really ignorant and tone deaf. Somebody to grow up, blah, blah, blah. But what I made of that is this guy probably is a rule following ass nigga. And he probably had like white people throwing Christianity at him because like they really do be fucking with, with the Christian church heavy out there. He's probably like a military, got family in military. So it's all like rules. This is how this works. No, this is this and this is that. And then the young guy was like, look, man, just give people what they want. They pay for the shit. They buying like, you know, fucking $50 worth of fish. Like, just get them niggas two tubs of rice and call it a day. You know what I'm saying? That's what I take of it. It's where it's kind of more like a thing of old and new school. Yeah. What'd you make of it? Well, I thought that the first guy, the young guy, he looks at you and he thinks, if he's not local, he's probably from Oahu. Um, Which we did get asked a few times, like, yo, you from Oahu? Right. Because Lyle looks like he could be mixed with Polynesian or something like that. Trevor Joyner, Trev said, uh, yeah, if Hawaii had projects, he looked like you'd be from there. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite lines ever. It means you look half Samoan. But um, <laughs> so basically, I think he, you know, there is like this level of respect for people who look native to Hawaii. And you see it when you see people like that around, like the way they get treated in stores of like very highly respectful. And so he wasn't about to yell at you about some goddamn sign. Now, the other dude, I think he didn't really give a fuck about that, like norm and just didn't really peg you for a local. Well, because he knew better because he was, like, from, like, the older school. Well, and this is this is what, what how he knew better how I wasn't from there is is it's, like, there are more and more people where it's, like, they're mixed with black and, like, oh, you, like, you, the, the, the fucking army bases and then maybe I was born on Oahu and then I've been, got family on other islands and then I go to Hayward or LA or whatever the fuck and I come back so it's like yeah he like he like one of us but he also from here and then it's like but then they're also more like that generation is more influenced by like specific uh American mainland culture mm-hmm. so they're influenced by like whether it's LA rap Bay Area rap uh the East Coast like they're influenced by it. whereas him it's like it, the shit he, he's I mean that nigga probably grew up off of like I don't know Clint Eastwood movies or some shit you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. the older dude so it's like they're it's like more regal it's more broad the type of um, mainland America because I wouldn't call it like even though it's America I wouldn't call Hawaiian culture American culture so so I mean so I mean you know you know th- that that's what I take from it so that's what I take from it. And yeah, I mean, you know, and it's eventually, I, I don't want to be like, eh, he's gonna die off because it's it's not as bad as like, you know, the old uh, white people at the Academy of Awards that, like fucking won't like give a nigga an Oscar. Like actual Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as like fucking actual Clint Eastwood. So I don't want to be like, ah, they're gonna die off. But I mean, like that is like he knew I was a piece. He's like, nah, he he's he not he kind of power like whatever the fuck that shit is. <clears throat> so it's like he knew I wasn't that. But um, you know, that's how I take that. But but I mean, on, on a bigger picture, because I don't want to just make this like a like yeah, like you know, Hawaii cool, but them niggas are kind of stuck in the past and they need to adjust their shit more for us. Because I want them to keep keep some of their shit. 
I want shit to be respectful. Like I respect the land, respect me as a man. And that's why I think like to, to my black Latino urban alpha, alpha individuals, that's like the one place where I can see like, you might have some trouble because they really, because they're like respect the land. And like, they talk, they'll talk some shit and say some ignorant shit in here and there and like raise their voice. So that's the one thing I would just tell brothers, uh, to watch out for if they come there. But I want to make a bigger picture because I don't just want to make it like, oh, Hawaiian niggas need to do this. This is something I also felt in Jamaica, where is there is this sort of kind of thing of fuck you, adjust to our island. Definitely in the case of Jamaica more. Excuse me. And my thing is I'm trying to chill. And not know about your goofy island politics. Let me pay and be out. Stop raising your voice like I wouldn't beat your ass. But you know I'm wearing sandals and you know niggas are used to fighting in shoes. We're not on a fucking Indian reservation. It's a place we're in a place where the shitty hotels are 275 a night. You know I want rice. You know I don't want to pay extra for some bullshit. Leave us alone. Y'all already got your hands in my pockets. It's five hours to get here. I can't bring back fucking jam. The only thing that isn't overpriced is the fucking beach. We just got through a pandemic. Da -da 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 shit. So, and you on your march to the beat of your own drum shit. And that is like a thing that I do, you know, I'm also like an angry man. So like, we got to take that into consideration. But there is that thing where it's like, I just want to unplug. As you should. <laughs> I really was hoping Ariel had more to say. <laughs> normally Ariel's like, well, so, okay, here's what I think about that. I have thoughts. Please. They're only slightly related, so I was holding on to them. But is this the brain dump time? Is this the brain dump time? Well, I, I mean, I would hope. I'm not angry like you. So, like, it doesn't, I don't really relate. No, but it's, to what it's you're about saying. like unpacking me and what I'm saying. We you haven't potted have, in two weeks you and it's showing. Have a vacation. I mean, I don't think it's like, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. I wanted to have a vacation. You wanted to have a vacation. Part of vacation is like not thinking about the bills. And when you have someone like grabbing a handful of cash out of your pocket every time you go out the door, you can't help but think about the bills. That's what I'm saying, and that's where tension can come from. I think when people, and this is beyond Hawaii, this is in the Caribbean. I remember when we was walking, when we was in Jamaica, we was on that strip in Montego Bay, walking back to the S Hotel, and there was a shady ass Jamaican nigga. Starbucks was closing at 5 p.m. because they had the fucking army out, and he was like talking to us, and I'm like, this looks like a passive robbery, not like a real robbery, but this looks like friendly extortion. And we just kept walking. He's like, you're going to come to our country and not acknowledge us? And I was like, I'm good, nigga. And then he was still following us. Then we walked past the hotel gate. And he was like a fucking, like, uh, like one of the little, uh, one of the little zombies in I Am Legend. Where it's like he saw the light and he just walked away when he saw that fucking resort gate. Yep. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. I did not like that. Neither did I. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. So that's why I say, when you ask about all those different places, what would I rather do during pandemic? Fucking Hawaii. There's no one trying to, like, take my money while I'm lying on the beach. And you think that, I didn't, because we're never going back to Jamaica. 
But <clears throat> usually that would be the case too in like uh, in Aruba, Bahamas, or Mexico. Aruba, Bahamas, Mexico, yes. In Miami, I just feel like there's too much horsing around in that state. Hell yeah. <laughs> too much coonery in that state. Well, they go beyond cooning. They like, ugh. Crocodile cooning. <laughs> Cro- crocodile uncoon. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, but yeah, that's like, that's just like the thing I wanted to bring full piece to just going to like, excuse me, like these island resort areas. Where it's like, I don't want to get wrapped up in your bullshit. No. No. There's a difference between being respectful of, like, knowing you're not, like, the king of the universe when you come to an, to a, another country or another island or another state. But there is, like, a line. Like, if you as a local expect someone who comes to where you are to know the, like, intricacies of housing politics where you're at, it's like, Why? Like, do you know the intricacies of housing politics everywhere? Grow up. People can only care about a few things. You know? 100%. And they come, if you're in a place where tourism is the biggest industry, there's, you know, challenges. And you didn't ask for that. But the fact is, people are there because they just want to chill the fuck out. So if they're relaxing and they're not bothering you, you should chill out too. I mean, and and that's what I'm saying. Because it's like, when you see people... Like myself, when you see people like Ariel, do you really think we're walking around like looking at some <coughs> fucking field and going like, you know what this place needs? A parking garage. We're not thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> we're just like, hey, where can we eat? Where can we drink? Where can people not bother us? Cool. Dope. All right, cool. I don't even want to make small talk with these niggas. Mm-hmm. Especially once I figure out like what I like on the island. I'm good. We're not even the island. Just like, uh, you know. Like like a tourist town. I'm like, I'm good. Sometimes my ideal vacation is like a small tourist town that's like walkable with free bikes. It's basically if Santa Barbara was on Hawaii, that would be my ideal. <laughs> Yo, I've had this thought. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. It's so funny because like you've never said that out loud to me and I've never said that out loud to you. <laughs> but I've thought that so many fucking times. Because like the thing about Santa Barbara is it's like how I was talking about like the... So, so like, Maui has, like, a lot of, like, fucking boomers where their whole personality is, like, at least I live on Maui. Yeah, Do- <laughs> Dodgers lost, but I live on Maui. Yeah, good for me. And <laughs> I'm Coconut Bob. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Shut up, you a fat nigga named Robert from Michigan. And it's, like, that. that's a lot of the shit there. And whereas, like, then you get to Santa Barbara, and it's like, no, you have, like, douchey fucking uh, white boomers and dumbass millennials, too. And Gen Z now. And wine. Just creep me up. I, You know, Santa Barbara wine, it's just fucking Pinot and Chardonnay. There was enough of it for me to enjoy myself that I enjoyed. I mean, you, you, you do appreciate a good Pinot. I like Melville. I, Melville's. Melville's Shout favorite. out Melville. Yeah, shout out Mars too. But I really, I me mean, personally though, I really like the fucking, you know, well, wine. I like my, you know, boulder shit. But I like the, I like the fact in Santa Barbara, if you stay near like this, the downtown Q area, you basically can walk everywhere. You don't have to rely on some stupid fucking taxi, you know, to like get some sustenance or you get to the beach, you know? 
It's a good time. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, like, I guess you could stay in Goleta if you want cheaper. But it's like, yeah, all, all the shit is like right on that strip and you stay in that area, you're, you're good. And yeah, yeah, I do wish we could combine the, those two places. We'll talk to Larry Ellison about doing that with Lanai. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a few episodes ago you said like I thought like a white... You didn't even say that. You said something that was like like smarter and I don't know what exactly you said but like how I look at shit. Yeah, it was like Earth Day and then I saw... we No, yeah, it was like I was flying LA to the Bay and I saw like one of the Santa Barbara Islands and I was just like, this shit needs to be resort. Yeah, and, and, you said, and it was Earth Day. I said that. Yeah, it was like fuck a wildlife refuge. <laughs> yeah, Lyle thinks like Captain Cook. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, closing this out, I, I gotta ask you: Do you feel the need? Well, let me ask you this: When do you think you would want to go to Maui again? Next month. I'm ready to go back. I just would do it. I would plan it differently. Okay. I would plan it in such a way that all my needs are in a very small area. You know what I'm saying? Okay. To make it real quick, because I'm going to ask you what you would do. Here's what we did. We did hotels tonight. We did five days at the um, Hyatt in Lahaina. Amazing fucking grotto. Amazing swimming pool. Real fun water slide. We did that. What would you do differently? I would stay. I would try and find a really nice like bungalow house. Okay. I would get a motorbike and like scooter kind of motorbike thing. I think that's more of an Oahu thing. This is my dream, Lyle. Oh, 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 your dream. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing an actual scenario. Yes. Could, like, fucking... well, I'm pretty sure you can still do that in Maui. Okay. Okay, go on. Yeah. So it's going to have the the place we're staying is that it's got like a really nice pool. Okay. With a great deck shaded. Okay. Great kitchen, dishwasher, kitchen island. Then it's, uh, it's up on a little hill, but then you go down the hill and you get into town, be it Kihei or some other place I haven't been yet. Maybe Paye. Um, and then you have kind of, I'm going to get a smoothie every morning for breakfast, fresh pineapple. Okay. I'm going to get pokey from the grocery store. I'm going to get a fresh fish that we're going to barbecue. There's a grill at the house. And um, I'm going to swim every damn day. This is nice. Okay. I appreciate the fantasy. But I'm saying like, what would you actively do for our listeners that may be planning a trip there? What would you do where you could be like, okay, our trip could have just been slightly or significantly better if we stayed here, we did this differently, or we were there these days to this day, or left at this time to that time? All right. I will (laughs) (laughs) imagine I'm not myself, and I would say stay in Wailea and plan on going to Kihei. You said imagine I'm not myself because you didn't want to say I'm going to imagine I have more money. And my my man has more money. (laughs) But (laughs) what would you do around that? Or is there no way around that for the people? Because for for the people listening, staying in Lahaina like now at this time is just like... like, It's a wash. It's a wash. Also, the beaches were were whack, too. Hella whack. 
Yeah, the beach is right. I, we should have said that earlier, but the beach is right outside of our hotel. Was like, because I know people are like, wow, this you're right on the beach. It's like, and where's the city? Oh, the beach sucked where you stayed. I okay, I'm starting to get it now. But yeah, the beach where we stayed, it's a bunch of fucking rocks. I'm, you know, I'm actually. Which is gonna, why it's a fifty dollar round trip to get to any nice beach. Right. I'm, I'm actually going to edit that on the intro to mention that. But yeah, yeah, fifty dollar round trip to get to any nice beach. So that that's why, in it's nicer beaches on like towards like the south side of the island and in other areas like that. So yeah, that's why I asked like like. You yes, know. I would say stay in Wailea at a nice resort, but you know what? I think we could have felt fucked over staying in Wailea too, which is why I said get the Airbnb and get, do your own shit with food. You know, you know, like the thing was the the Airbnb is like the prices were like, I'm like, oh, this is okay. Fuck, four thousand dollars. Fuck, three thousand dollars, <laughs> and like it was always coming out to like at least three thousand. Yeah, that cleaning fee. They're that cleaning fee is what gets you. <laughs> they must be scrubbing everything. It's like a toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> like y'all shooting pornos here? Like, uh, Probably. The... <laughs> I don't think I've seen any Hawaii porn. We'll talk about it later. It's like professional. I see. Yeah, plenty of homemade. Obviously. <laughs> like if you just type in Hawaii, like it'll be like, well, this is what we did on vacation. You sad ass like tripod, but um. <laughs> But yeah, that that, that I, I think that's a good decision. But that's the thing though, is like I, I personally think if you're gonna do it hotels tonight it. Yeah, I yeah, I think that could work too. But I think the most important thing is proximity between where your ass is sleeping and where your ass is eating. That and is and swimming. Important. And swimming. And swimming. And yeah. swimming. You gotta have a tr- a tight triangle of those three. And you'll be happy. I think like the really the way to do it in like a, a perfect world. And I, and when I say a perfect world, I don't mean where it's like you're Johnny Depp and you got some like amazing compound out there or whatever. I mean like like really like the most fucking ideal way to do it would be is if you could just get like a a small ish place that would that is buy a beach where you can just get into the water and like let's just even say like it's a it's a 0.8 walk the only downside is that you don't have a pool but yeah would i mean would you rather beach than pool though i think it depends on how i feel honestly because sometimes i don't feel like getting all sandy getting my hair all messed up but i still want to go for a quick swim I like having the option of both. Yeah, but you, I mean, but it's like, like, okay, like, what do you have the, what do you, like, really have the option, though, to, like, get in a pool in Northern California or anywhere in the country or clear, warm water? I disagree that that should be a choice. I I mean, it should be, but it's what we live. But it's vacation. Like, I want to have a variety of relaxing options. I'm just trying to help the people. Look. I'm I'm trying to help you guys too, but uh, okay. Ariel's Ariel's in fantasy hour. I'm like trying to help y'all, but this is good. So it's like she's and, and this is a good this is a good example of what it's like to travel because she's like no, and this could be this, and I'm like okay, what's best case scenario? And this is what it's like to travel with your woman, and this is why it's I I have uh, my travel companion on the show for this episode. Ariel, thank you very much for joining. You're so welcome.
This has been the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I've been your host, Lyle Behrens. Thank you for listening to this fluff piece. <laughs> you know, I think I like repeating the, the, the phrase fluff piece because it makes me feel like an actual fucking like 60 minutes journalist. <laughs> Anyways, really, if you listen to it, hope you enjoy it. I know, I know at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, it's some millennials bitching. Mainly myself. But I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And we'll get back to, uh, you know, that hardcore gangster shit next episode. Thank you.